Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, welcome back to the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. This is Dr. TK, and today's episode is very special. So if you don't know by now, it is January 2023, and we have officially started our four-day Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. Now, this bootcamp goes on for four days between January 17th and the 20th of 2023, and we are streaming live on YouTube. So what I've done is I decided... After the DMs and messages that I've received from day one, when we talked about niches to riches, I definitely wanted to make this available for everyone in our community. So I decided to upload the audio version of the four-day bootcamp to our podcast. I also understand that not everybody can view video throughout the day. However, if you want to take notes, if you want to participate, if you want to see the information that was shared on the screen, I would highly encourage you to simply head over to YouTube, type out Dr. TK, and then view the live stream, okay? It will be available for a very short period of time. Now, if you want to take that extra step and you want to take action with what we talk about in the workshop and you want the worksheets, the workbooks, then you want to head down to the show notes and click on drtk.com forward slash links and officially get on the list for the bootcamp. Now, keep in mind that this bootcamp is only for four days, which means that at the time of you probably getting this podcast episode, it may or may not even be available, okay? So strap on your seatbelts, have a seat, get your pen and paper and maybe some popcorn and some wine and get ready because we are about to have a great time in this bootcamp. Let's have some fun. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and a seven-figure coaching business. Now listen, I will keep it all the way real. I will share my top secrets. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it takes to reach ultimate abundance. I believe that you can make an abundant living and become unapologetically successful, going after big business and lifestyle goals while also having fun and making a significant impact in your community and your home. So strap on your seatbelt and watch me challenge you to rise up to the person that you were meant to become. This is the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. 
Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to a bonus of the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and therapist business coach. So um, today is more of an impromptu. It definitely was not scheduled. I'm streaming live in multiple places on YouTube, Instagram, and on Facebook um, because I've received a good amount of questions via my stories that I put up I believe yesterday morning or the night before. And then also just questions that have come in from people who have watched live or the replay, the boot camp, um, because they had time to like let the information simmer. So that's one thing that I would actually start with is anytime that you are consuming information, allow yourself time and space to actually digest the information. And that's one of the reasons why I do a full week boot camp plus Q&A throughout the week on either social media or through video because I want to give clinicians the opportunity to be able to take in, digest the information, and then also determine how they're going to move next in their business. Because my biggest goal by doing a podcast, doing social media, putting content out here on YouTube is primarily to educate, inform, and also help people become more abundant. Like that's my ultimate goal. And then if people choose to collapse what I call a timeline in terms of getting help with their business and what I have to offer them as a good match, then they will um, do that, okay? So I actually realized I got the wrong banner up (laughs) on YouTube. I'm like, wait, Dr. Roche was here yesterday. So let me actually change it. All right, cool. And so um, everybody looks like they definitely enjoyed Dr. Roche yesterday. If you haven't had a chance to watch the bonus day on cash flow, the first like 15 minutes or so, we were chitting chatting about like just where we've been in business and in clinical work, because I like to showcase other therapists in that we all have different walks of life. We all ended up in this place together that we're in right now as it relates to business ownership, but also business ownership is a mindset. Entrepreneurship is more about action. And so for the first uh, 15 minutes, you're getting to like hear different ways that we took a path and we start talking about mindset, investing in yourself, what that looks like from person to person. Um, And then we got into like, how do you look at cash flow for your business? Okay. So I'm just going to start going into it. I'm going to populate the questions, um, not in any particular order, but these are the questions that came up. So I just like went through, like retyped them and I'm going to put them up here on the screen. So one of the questions that I actually received yesterday is, does the program help with credentialing? So the answer was like, yes and no. And I know that people despise <laughs> like that answer, but it has to be. So Um, The reason why it's yes, because no is probably a longer explanation. When I say yes, what I mean by that, and this is the tip that I gave the clinician, I said, hey, get a pen and paper. I'm going to go ahead and give you this tip. If you ain't already doing it, just do it now. So go ahead and create a CAQH profile. If you just Google CAQH, just like CAQH ProView something, it's basically your credentialing bank that is free for providers. And the reason why CAQH is very important is because at any point, if you go through an insurance panel and majority of them require you to have a CAQH in order to apply for the insurance panel, um, you have to pretty much upload all of your documents. And so it really tests to me like what you have in order, not your whole back office, but at least the logistics of your business, like your tax ID, your office address or mailing address, 
How will you handle emergencies? Because most people who go into private practice aren't with having clients call them in emergencies like a 911. So what is your procedure to getting a client linked if they do have an emergency? If you have staff, what is their information? What is their niche? What's your MPI number? What's your group's MPI number? All these detailed questions. And it's about 10 plus sections, okay? So a lot of it is demographics and general information about your practice. And I told this clinician, start there. Now, what she did tell me afterward was like, oh, wherever she's working at right now um, or interning right now, they already have her in there because of Medicaid or Medicare or whatnot. Um, However, when you're on your own, you need to create your own CAQH profile unless a company has you do it and you have a CAQH number, right? Um, so I always tell clinicians start there and it's very self-explanatory. If you became a therapist, you should know how to answer the general questions. Right. Um, so then, so, so that's the part that I would recommend for anyone or anyone in our program, right. Um, in terms of support around insurance panels, if you choose to do that, cause that's not something we teach directly to last year, we had a lot of questions about insurances. And so I said, you know what? We've done it before in 2020. Let me bring it back. It's been two years. Let me do a bonus workshop for our students. It was in addition to their regular coaching call. So they either can watch it live or they can watch it on a replay. It's not a big deal either way. And what I did is I talked about the pros and cons of insurance panels so that you can know what you're signing up for and things to consider. So for those of you who go into DTA, that's another bonus that is available for you. Um, I believe it's in like the Q&A portal. Okay. So um, that's as far as we go. Now, then in terms of the no, why we don't um, teach to credentialing. For one, that's something that I eventually want you to delegate out. The biggest one is state to state credentialing varies. Um, And even within a state, different insurance panels vary. So for example, a clinician may be in Chicago. I'm in California, right? So our board may be saying the same thing, but let's just say if I apply to MHN in California, MHN requires the clinician to have a CAQH profile. They run their whatever check on your CAQH profile, because you have to give insurance companies permission to view your profile, right? So that they can credential you. It ain't going to be faster, but it'll be faster than mailing in a 60 page document. That is the way that I got on panels when I first started private practice, because CAQH was like not a thing, right? Um, And then once they go past a certain point, then they will ask you to sign some documents and then they will have you fill out like a form in terms of like, who is your ideal client kind of thing for referrals. Okay. Then I got paneled with Blue Shield of California at one point, and they actually don't use CAQH. They actually require you to fill out their onboarding paperwork, which reminds me of old school, 60 plus plus pages that you have to print out on your own paper, make a copy for yourself on your own paper or on Staples, but your information is on there. So I usually will walk into Staples and copy it myself, not upload it to a computer. And then you got to mail off a copy and make sure that it gets there so that you got to do all those things, right? So I'm explaining all that because insurance credentialing and making sure that you know how to bill are two different things, but credentialing can change from state to state. Okay. So that's what I end up telling this clinician that this is one of the reasons why we don't incorporate it within our framework of the academy, because that would be like me having a college class and me sitting down and instead of them doing group projects and group discussions every single week for 18 weeks, I would talk to each and every student in my office. 
That doesn't make sense, right? Um, so instead, what I recommend is that they use our online community through Facebook, our DTA community. And what they do is they exchange resources. So they're like, oh, I got a good credentialer. Like, here's her or his information. Oh, I got a credentialing team. I got a company. And they share resources. Now, in terms of the way you do your billing, if you do insurance or even PPOs for that example, um, like super bills, right? You have to learn how to use what you're paying for. So this is where I'm starting to tap into investing because I always say this, so I'll just say it again. You know, people flip their lid when these EHRs went up during the pandemic. And one of the things that I want to share with you is if you were the person who flipped your lid, right? I want you to ask yourself, were you looking at things from a lack or an abundant perspective? So the lack perspective is you have the right to get upset, but why are you staying there, right? The abundant and prosperous mindset would say, well, I wonder what I'm getting for the amount that I pay. Put a one in the comment box if that makes sense, like a reframe, right? So when I look at simple practice, a lot of therapists were only using it for the schedule and the note and or billing, but they weren't using it for all the things in the back office. They weren't sending text messages as reminders. They weren't sending emails as reminders. And even if they were, they weren't running reports. You can go and predict your revenue. You can look at your clients' patterns to determine in a new year how frequently your clients are not showing up so that you can know, you know what, June is a slow month. So maybe June is the month that I should probably take my vacation because it looks like people keep canceling or that's when I like graduate clients. Know your patterns. So another way that you can reframe if something goes up is what are they doing that I don't want to do? Because think about it. Everything that that EHR is doing, if you have to physically do it, you will run yourself crazy, right? So are you sitting down on an encrypted telephone and texting people for a reminder 24 to 48 hours before their appointment? No. Are you picking up the phone and calling people as a reminder to come to their appointment? No. You want the system to email them. Are you emailing them? Are you setting up reminders for every single client, every single session? No. That alone gives you about 10 plus hours back a month, minimum, right? Are you sitting down and handwriting super bills? No. Are you sitting down and signing notes? No, you click a damn button, right? Are you updating systems to keep up with ethics and encryption and HIPAA? No. So you should be glad to pay the $99 a month if that's what your bill is because you are losing thousands of dollars each month by doing all that stuff by yourself. Again, lack versus abundance mindset, okay? So it's not on credentialing per se, but I just wanted to say that because credentialing has something to do with claims. Claims has something to do with your EHR. And I just find that we're spending our time like harping on things that if you go and hire a person, you're gonna have to pay a whole company a couple of hundred bucks at minimum a month. And you could just pay one system if you know how to work the system to do things for you. Does that make sense? Okay, so another question that came up, and this is a very good one that I get at least one or two of these every single enrollment period, is can DTA help a speech pathologist? So yes, with a disclaimer. I'm not going to say no to that. So the running joke in the academy when I start talking to them about what's possible when we do niche, right, in terms of streams of income, as I say, you know what's so dope about our program? I chose to cater to therapists in, the pro in this program. But what I can do is I can at any point Go and remove anything that says the word like therapist, right? I can remove to a degree the forms that we do for like automation 
everything else, if you really think about it, can be utilized for any type of business, right? So for example, blueprint. Businesses need to know where they're going to go over the next five years. They need to have ideas about other streams of income that they may want to entertain in the future. They have to know how much money they want to make by the end of this year, by the next three years, by the next five years. Vision. You need to know what your vision and mission statement is. You need to know what your core values are to eventually hire people, even if it is a personal assistant. Any business. Reach. Pretty much, you need to know your brand. You need to know your targeted audience. You need to know how you're going to attract them. Marketing. A, automation. You got to have some systems in place to automate paperwork and movement of your client's process in order for you to get them from the beginning to the end of treatment, right? Niche. You got to know how you show up as an expert in any business, right? I don't care if you sell t-shirts. Delegation. At some point, you want to hire because you don't want to do everything by yourself. So why am I explaining all that? I've had non-therapists that are in the program that I'm glad that they do reach out and say, hey, is this program the right fit for me? Because I do want to let you know like what the atmosphere is like. So I do want to let them know, hey, majority of the program are therapists. But I remember specifically um, having a um, not a non-clinician. She was over a clinic in New Jersey. And she was at the point where she was ready to expand beyond hiring behavioral technicians. And she needed, in order to get this contract, she needed to hire therapists. So I'm like, let me explain it come to the boot camp. She came and she said, yo, it's so nice to be able to hear from other therapists to see what it would be like for them to get hired or what was it like for them to get hired in a clinic? Like what are some of the things that they're looking for? Right? So she was able to build out the back office portion of her general company, but she was also able to like understand delegation, understand HIPAA from a therapist perspective. So am I saying that everybody who works with therapists to join the program? No. But for a speech pathologist, outside of our consent forms, potentially even certain questions on your intake form, which I believe that most of us receive this training during internship, most of us still got folders from internship that we forgot that we had under our bed with old intakes forms. Could you take what we have in DTA and just, you know, update it? So I told this speech pathologist, if everything else resonates and you know that you just need to find your own consent forms that match your board, because I'm not a speech pathologist, okay? I don't know what their board says. You gravy, because everything else I teach to, you're going to need it in business, okay? So I hope that that's been helpful, All right? Um, let's see, I see in the chat box. Um, thanks for explaining that people have been sending free trials, but yeah, explain the benefits. Yes, like explain the benefits of what you're paying for. All right, another one. Now this comes every single bootcamp that I have in my inbox all year long. Do you give templates? I just want templates. And I'm going to say this very candidly, but with love. If templates is the only thing that you are requesting for your business growth, we actually have a bigger problem. Templates are not going to save your business. Templates aren't going to get you clients. Templates aren't going to let you raise your rates or speak your rates in confidence. Templates are not going to help you build your website so that you can show up as the expert. I ain't building your website, but I'm just saying marketing and everything we teach should be going on your website, right? I believe that templates are in your EHR if we want to be quite frank. That's why I don't really harp on in automation Here's a sample of a consent form, because at the end of the day, if you got any EHR, they give you the template. If you want to serve teenagers versus adults versus kids versus families, you search the template library, or maybe you need to upgrade by paying an additional $20 a month 
and you get all the templates. So templates should not be the reason why you do or don't invest in a program. Do we give you templates to run your business? Yes. Am I about to stress on giving every single clinician the template for their practice for a consent form? No, because you have to learn how to utilize the resources that you invested in. And to be quite frank, as I just mentioned, more than half of clinicians, probably 75% of us have folders. And this collapse system from Ikea, I got folders from working at the County of Los Angeles, working at every single internship site, but I'm a futuristic person. So I believed that all these forms would one day come in handy because when I was in grad school, I knew I would have a private practice. I just didn't know when, okay? So I believe half of y'all got the damn documentation, but for whatever reason you want it to be perfected, nah, go on Canva and just redo it or go on Fiverr and have somebody type it out. But if templates is the only thing you're seeking and you believe that's your golden ticket to growing a business, I mean, we, we you can buy templates for $10. That's not going to bring a client to your business, okay? Um, another question that came up is how do I know that I'm ready to invest in my business? So this is a loaded question because it can be tailored to each individual. And usually if this has come to my DM, I tell that person, tell me what you've done already. So that's some place to start. What have you done already to invest in your business? And they like nothing. I'm like, that's not true. So this is kind of like a hypothetical, like a, like a question that like already has an answer, right? So you've already invested in your business. We broke this down in the boot camp. You decided to go to college. You decided to choose a major. You decided to go to graduate school, apply, take out a loan or get grants, apply for scholarships. You chose to get licensed because you don't got to get licensed, but you just can't do certain things, right? You chose to pass and study for the licensing exam. You chose to get your CEs and stay compliant with your ethics guidelines. You chose to want to open up a business. You chose, you chose. Some people may not have a choice of going to college because of family, but you chose to want your business. So if you've made all of those choices to this point, I believe you've already proved to yourself <laughs> that you're ready to invest in your business. Maybe the real question we should be asking ourselves, as Dr. Roche said it yesterday, is a lot of us are ready to invest in information, but are you ready to execute the information that you were just taught? That's it. So let's reframe the question. How do I know if I'm ready to take action? Well, if you're watching this YouTube video, you showed up and watched it, whether somebody shared it or not, you're here. You're still watching. You could have just left like people who are dragged into therapy by a, uh, a partner. And one, this is this is actually a good example. So one of my first couples that I served, um, it was an ultimatum situation where the wife was like, if you don't go to therapy, we over like we get divorced. So the guy came. Right. I found this out after he came and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so um, they were sitting on two separate sides of one couch never came together. And I gave them like an activity to do outside of the session. And so I asked him, I said, do you have anything to say? Anything to add? Like during the intake, he was like, no, I don't even want to be here. I said, really? And this is me first meeting them. But like, I'm just showing my deck of cards of what kind of therapist I am. I don't sugarcoat nothing. Okay. So if you're going to sign up for therapy with me, you need to know that I'm your cup of tea. And that's how I show up as a coach too. I'm not everybody's cup of tea and it's good. You know, I do some things that are off-putting to people. Some people don't like profanity. Some people don't like me talking direct and that's okay. Like that's okay. <laughs> like, I'm not going to cry about it. You feel me? Like I've done that work. <laughs> okay. So, um, 
when he said that, I said, are you sure you don't want to be here? And he said, yeah. I said, mm, I don't think so. He was like, well, you just met me. I said, I know. I said, but if you don't want to be here, you wouldn't have to be here. He was like, but she making me be here. And I'm like, y'all sitting on two opposite sides of the couch. She ain't got no chain to you. And I, we all started laughing, right? Because I felt like I, I felt in a moment I could say that, right? And so after he laughed, I'm like, oh, I'm about to go all the way in because he didn't invite me in the dough. So I said, sir, this is how I know that even, it may, even though you may not be 100% ready, you know that there's a problem in your marriage. And he was like, how? How you know that? I said, well, clearly she told you you needed to come to therapy. So you chose, and put a one in the comment box of y'all like, damn, like that is so true, right? He chose to say yes. He could have got a divorce. He chose to get dressed that day. He chose to walk and get in the car. He chose to get out of the car in the parking lot. He could have thrown an adult temper tantrum and sat his ass right in that car. He chose, because of the structure of my office, he chose to walk through the doors, past the lobby where there are seats, and hit the button to the elevator and stay on the elevator. He chose to sit in the lobby and wait for me to call them back to my office. He chose to sit on my couch. He chose, at this point of me explaining this to him, you chose to stay here a whole 40 minutes? I said, sir, I've met families, parents, kids. When they're dragged to therapy, they don't stay. If they don't want to be there, they're out. You still here. So you still going to sit here and tell me that you don't think nothing need to happen in your marriage to make it better? He was like, shit. <laughs> it was like, what, what we got to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so after that, gave him a homework assignment. It was my way of getting them to talk about their history without me having to like do a whole lot of questions in terms of an intake. I have my own way of doing my own thing. That's my framework that I won't disclose on this call <laughs> or, or this uh, workshop. So I thought he was going to come the following week and potentially cancel or he wasn't going to do the homework assignment. It was written. The wife didn't see that he'd had it. So she said, I got mine. I bet you he didn't even do his. And I said, well, let him answer. So she pulled hers out her purse, folded up like one or two pages, regular notepad written out like bullets. He pulled out, it was the size of this post-it. That man unfolded that thing like six times, typed single space, three pages. Sir, what are the events that have occurred in your life that made you who you are? That was like the general question, but of course there's way more questions than that. So he outperformed her. I said, oh, guess who you think I was seeing longer in treatment? The gentleman. So going back to the question, how do I know I'm ready to invest in my business? You already know. The real question is, I'm reframing all day long for y'all. The real question is, are you ready to take action on the investment that you know you need and that's aligned with where you're going? That's how I invest. Can they give me tools and or support to help me get to where I am going? I don't make investments based on where I am. If you make investments based on where you are, you're going to stay there. My mindset has been trained over and over again with every level of abundance that I've experienced in my life and my personal life and business to the effect that if I say I want to do X, I'm going to find help if it exists 
to help me get to X, not to help me believe that I want to build my business. I'm going to make the decision that I'm building my business. I'm building an empire. I'm building a group practice one day. So if I want to grow a group practice, what do I need to fix in my individual practice? Because I don't want to hire people in a state of chaos, right? Does that make sense? So let me just keep going, okay? What if I just started? How do I pay for the program? So we talked about this in the boot camp. I gave the whole analogy of like, well, I mean, you didn't invest all this money in grad school. And what did that get you? Half of the classes you took, you ain't ever using them again. I mean, how did that work out? <laughs> I'm saying like, that's one quick way. But let's do another quick way based off math, right? We did a little, little bit of math with Dr. Roche yesterday. But like an example that I gave a clinician in the DM, and I think I talked about this on one of the days, but let's just say for number's sake, for my brain, um, if you charge $100 per session, right? And let's just say, you know, that the client is at least going to come three times out of the month, maybe four, maybe five, if it's a fifth week and you see people on Monday or something, right? Well, the lowest investment plan in the program is $333. So I think where some people start getting into their heads is they start discounting their wins before it starts. They'll say, well, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make this money back. So you're already telling yourself you're going to fail. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying, <laughs> right? So it's similar to a client starting therapy and saying, I'm not going to come next week because I already know it's not going to work. That's just like you working with a parent of a child. And I've had this where the parents say, well, we already tried that. If you tried it and it was in a different season, I don't give a damn if the season was two weeks ago. Two weeks is not today. You are in a different state of mind. Even by you attending, for example, the boot camp, you are already in another state of mind. You can read the same book. Put a one in the comment box if y'all have seen this. You can read the same book over and over again. You can listen to someone talk about the same topic in a different way over and over again. But some reason today, you hear the message differently. For some reason, a year from now, you receive the message differently. Why? Because you're in a different state. You're in a different state of receiving information. So how does this relate to paying in the program? Simply put, you got to take action. I can give you, I promise you, every tool in the book to grow a profitable solo practice, a profitable group practice, digital products, all the things related to being a therapist that I've done and that I've learned about and that I've executed. But if you cannot follow through, sift through the information that you're being taught, extract the framework that we give you and then personalize it for your business and show up and ask questions or submit questions in our Facebook group for our community coaches or myself, you don't want to win. The problem and the real thing is you don't want to become the person that does the things to get what that person wants. So prime example, one of my students, it was in our higher level program, but I had them attend like a workshop from one of my mentors that makes $10 million a year. I'm like, I'm not expecting you to sign up for his program. If you want to, that's cool. It's for digital products. I do it every year with him in June, right? But we have, he has workshops in between that time, right? But I tell therapists, be careful. Don't go to his stuff and you're not ready with your mainstream of income yet, right? Key because it still costs to even get in his program, right? But I said, if you need a mindset shift from a different person, go to his boot camp. He don't call it a boot camp, but it is what it is. So a lot of the therapists in DTA and in our mastermind went to his uh, stuff. 
And it was interesting. They showed up to the coaching call and they were like, yo, y'all saying the same thing, just in a different way. I said, so one in particular that stood out, I said, what did you get from today's workshop? Because she had went just before we had all met. And she said, he was talking about how much money we want to make. And I said, okay, what did you say? She said, I want to make $850,000, like over time, but eventually that's where I want to land. I said, why are you looking like that? Because <laughs> her face was like puzzled. She said, I don't want to say it online. She said the F-bomb. And she said, yo, I realized something today. And you've been saying it to me, but I don't want, I didn't want to hear it. Cause you know, I was, I've known her for a while. So at that point I'm like, I ain't about to be running a bush girl. <laughs> this is what's going on. But when a stranger tells you indirectly through a training, oh, she heard it loud. And that's why she saw where she wasn't making progress in our program. She was making progress, but not the progress that she wanted in the time that she wanted. Right. So what she ended up saying was, and this was so mind blowing. This was the end of our session. I'm like, girl, we done. She said, uh, I'm saying girl, because I don't want to say her name, but she said, I realized today that even though I want this big goal, I don't want to do the big goal stuff. Now that sounds so simple, but how many of you have declared what you wanted? It could be in your personal life. You want a bag. You want to go on a trip. You want a partner, but you don't want to do the things to position yourself to get there. So you're breaking your own bridge in order to get the results after you make the investment. So I was talking about this with my husband because he sees all y'all comments. And he was like, you know, what's crazy is the main thing that I see keep coming up and that I see even in my DM and stuff is that it's not about actually the investment. I think that's a cover up move. What's really the question is, do I believe in myself to make the investment and follow through? Mm, I'm going to leave y'all with that. Boom. All right. Um, when did you or where did you start investing in yourself? And um, they said like when, right? So I started <laughs> non-financially investing in myself when I was actually in, I'm going to say that I remember graduate school, meaning I was buying books. I mean, it did cost like $10, but I would go to Barnes and Nobles. And that's when I, when I was in grad school, my doctoral program, because I did master's. I bought my first private practice book. I just bought the book that was on the shelf and it was going over consent forms and all this. I had my little tabbies. I still got the book somewhere on my bookshelf, but it was like fascinating that I was already living the dream. And that's what Dr. Roche was talking about. Take on the pace of the people that you're around. Right. So when I met other people, I was like, Ooh, y'all want to have private practice. <laughs> and they were like, girl, what's our first year of our doctoral program? I'm like, but it's gonna go by fast. Cause I'd already done the master's. So I started investing in myself that way. Then I started investing in myself for free because I would just listen to podcasts and YouTube. But I found that over time, which is why I use this as an example, I started going down the rabbit hole and then I started finding myself not doing anything because I would have too much conflictual information to the point where it would push me in a state of overwhelm. And so then Dr. Roche, this was when I financially made an investment because I was looking for a therapist that would help me build my private practice. But the only person that I found back then in Berkeley that we both found was somebody who helped us get credentialed. That's all she did. And I'm like, what if I don't want to do that? Because I've been taught by someone who came and talked to our to us in our graduate program because I requested a speaker because I was on student government. I was the president of our school. I said, if we are able to use this money how we want to use it, I want somebody to come in and talk about private practice. So we had somebody come in and that's when we learned 
oh, we can make 150 bucks an hour, like from free, working for free, you know? So I have that in my head and they talking about insurance panels. I'm like, yeah, no, right? So um, Dr. Rushing invited me to a mastermind. It had nothing to do with therapists. We were the only ones actually at that point. Um, it was about four people of color amongst 400 people. And when I say of color, like black, right? So I definitely felt out of place. I definitely felt uncomfortable. I've grown since then, <laughs> right? Um, but what I realized was that they were talking about something that I had never heard of, which was marketing. And they were talking about marketing for coaching, writing books, publishing your book, getting published in like Forbes magazine, all these things. I ended up becoming a part of that mastermind for four years, me and Dr. Roche. Our very first year, we invested $2,500. But let me be clear. The $2,500 was meeting four times a year in person only in LA. So you had to fly to LA. Luckily, I lived here. Dr. Roche had to fly down from Oakland. It was a room of three to 400 people. There was no one-on-one, -on -one, even though you could raise your hand, but amongst four to 500 people. And the biggest thing for us that we were able to do was break out into breakout sessions based off topics. That was it. That was the extent. There was no online course. There was no handouts. There was no replays. And it was a lot of information in two days, long days, starting at eight o'clock, ending at nine o'clock at night. So I want you to compare that to even the experience that I'm providing. It's flexible. It's online. I give you something to go back to over and over again. It is a lot of information, but I'm give, giving you a business in a box, right? Um, it's one flat rate. You don't have to keep paying a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription to be part of it. Could I do that? Yes. A lot of coaches do because you get access to their stuff over and over again. I could do that, but I chose not to, right? So um, I hope that that answers that question. Um, we just go to the next one. Um, how much have you invested in yourself? I did a recent podcast episode, but I think it was only for that year. Um, off the top of my head, it's definitely close to half a million dollars. <laughs> so to give you a variety of what I've invested in that made me the person that I am today, which is why it took me so long. That's why I do what I do, because I don't want y'all to take this damn long, right? And so I have never had a therapist coach because they really didn't start existing until five years ago. And even then, they were calling themselves like high performance coaches. It wasn't even a, a coach to help me on my private practice. Actually, when I would bring up my private practice, and I've heard this from other therapists, when they would bring up private practice, the person like said, I can't help you. And I'm like, yeah. you know, and so um, some of the coaching that I've received, whether it be in the form of uh, courses, um, I never have received like one-on-one -on -one coaching outside of, I take that back, like human design, which is more about like how I see myself, right? Um, and how I show up in the world. That's like more recent. But I've invested in general courses that teach me how to build an online course in general marketing. Then I felt like I needed more help with marketing. So I joined a coaching program that I jumped from $2,500 mastermind, $2,000 online course simultaneously while I'm in the other program. A lot of stuff overlap, but I made sure that I did my research. I then invested in um, a coaching program for 10 k for a year. Again, no one-on-one, -on -one, group calls once a month, online portal with lessons. Um, and we meet one time, I believe, in that year. And then 10K, I then went into a $24,000 mastermind. And a mastermind is group like-minded people that are around the same level financially and or mindset and that have something to contribute and share with other people. So people are selected to be a mastermind. They usually have to apply. So I was part of this 24K mastermind, which was still the same person in the 10K. 
Um, and I did it with Dr. Roche, I think the first two years. And then we parted ways. I stayed there plus some other stuff. Um, but bottom line is I did that 24K program with that person for a total of four years, um, along with that 10K program, along with buying a thousand dollar course to just work on my mindset related to manifestation, non-tangible, right? I've joined coaching programs that helped me build out a membership site that was like $3,000. I joined a coaching program that helped me have a product suite um, for instructions for digital products. But again, those stem from my expertise in mental health. So a lot of this stuff starts to sound attractive to therapists and then they get in my inbox like, oh, can I get the connect with memberships and all these things? And I'm like, how's your mainstream of income going? How's it going? Is it consistent? You can coach them right in the DM because I'm just forewarning you, what's the point of doing all these things and learning all this information if you're never going to execute it? What main thing are you working on right now? If it's private practice, make it private practice, period. Okay, so I've invested in a lot of money and those investments also include me having to travel to Colorado, to Arizona, to New York, to Atlanta, to Florida. I got to travel to go see my coaches. Right. So these aren't just no willy nilly ten dollars. And also keep in mind, and Dr. Roche, I don't know if she spoke of this like directly, but I realize that I'm investing in what other people have invested in themselves. They've taken years to learn all this information through personal life and business experiences. So I'm not asking for no damn discount. They are charging based off of their value and worth. The only thing I need to make sure of is that I'm getting what I need. Okay. And that I gel well with them, of course. Right. But I've invested a good amount of money. <laughs> I'll just say that, but I didn't start with $24,000. I started with 2,500. Right. Um, and then I kept renewing cause it was good. Okay. Oh, so did that one. What is the difference between your program and others? And so um, this question comes up infrequently, but I'm just going to address it, but not really answer it. My goal is to not go out there and do, I mean, you could, but I don't sit there and go through other people's funnels on purpose just to see what they're offering. I know people who do that. I know people who buy programs just to see it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I just value my time to not do it myself, <laughs> right? Um, now, with what comes across my feed, if something comes across an ad and I'm like, oh, this is interesting, I'll click on it. But just some things that I've noticed just from the forefront of a sales page is that sometimes people are sending people directly to a sales page and people don't understand the value because it's human behavior. You just scroll down, see the price. And then you're like, I don't know what this is. It's too much money in your mind. So you get off because you don't understand the value. So what I do differently, and I know other people do this. Hell, some people, have, like clients have told me people have actually copied. Like, it is amazing what I we get in our email. Like, <laughs> like you know, I don't ask who the person was unless they disclose it. But like, I just chalk it up and whatever it is, what it is. Um, but I show up authentically as myself. And I encourage you to do the same. You should. Your goal shouldn't be, shouldn't be to market research to be like other people. You actually will start attracting more people when you are you. And that's when I saw my business blow up. When I said, I'm serving who I want to serve. Even if I got to start small, I'd rather start small and smart, right? And start right than starting backward and then having to undo a whole lot of stuff. Because that's the trajectory that I was going on in 2019. I was dibbling, dabbling, serving different types of people. And then I'm like, I feel all over the place. I'm not seeing the amount of money that I want to see in my business. And if I don't make enough money, I can't support my team that supports their family. I'm all about impact. Yeah, I support my family, but my vision is larger than me. And if your vision is just about yourself, you're going to continue to be a solopreneur. And odds are you're never going to take vacations. You're never going to have a paid vacation and you're going to burn yourself out because giving and giving and giving to people, there's only so much you can do. You're going to retire early. So I hope you got your money stacked up. 
right? So another thing that I see that's differently is that a lot of people may charge, no shade, because I know why they do it. I've considered it, of charging if you want to come back to another cohort. Some people just say flat out, you can't come back. You can get not even a replay. You got your cohort, you're done. Some people actually boot you out of the portal. There are no updates. After 12 months, you lose access to everything and or you re-up and pay the exact amount or a membership price. Again, we don't have that, right? So those are some of the things. I've also um, witnessed membership sites for private practice where I'm looking for the framework. Like, how are they going to get these people to build a private practice? And it just sounds like it's a Q&A session like, like, like this. This is cool, but this ain't helping you build your business. It's helping you maybe reframe the way you see your business, right? So that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to harp on that because that to me is not important. Like what's important is you know what you need or you think you know what you need. And if you find a good match, pull the trigger, right? Um, this is the last one. Um, I am ready to build a group practice. Do I need this program? So that's a loaded question too, because unless you talk to me, I don't really know if you're ready to build a group practice. So for people who got into my DM before the boot camp or when it's still available, I'll tell them, go and at minimum do the private practice assessment on video four. Your score will tell you if just in general, your private practice is in order. Because as I mentioned a moment ago, people are quick to say, oh, I'm full, so I need to hire another therapist. I have a whole podcast on and go search it on Apple. I'm not going to link it up, but there's a whole podcast episode on when is the right time to open up a group practice. But in summary, your solo practice, your systems for yourself first, ideally should be in order. And I'm telling you this based on first personal experience before you hire somebody. How would you like it if you were a player, like a great clinician, a great asset to someone's company and their company was like crap, it was trash. Unless they gave you a forewarning saying, hey, I'm just in the building phase and you took them up on that offer. Because that's what I did with my clinicians. I told them like, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to begin a phase and they were cool with it. So they went with me up and down. But most of the case, people aren't looking for that, especially right now. They're looking for consistency, stability. That's why you had a job, right? Or have one. So do you want to go into a chaotic system that's not all put together? No. You want to go into a system that values their team members. You want to go into a system that is put together where you know exactly or you're given the tools to know exactly what you're supposed to do every single day of your job so that you don't have to be micromanaged. Right. So why would you put somebody else in that same like state? So don't be too quick to open up a group practice or author a book or start a membership site or do all these streams of income because clinicians have tried to like. I'm going to say, check me, you know, my students, like, you know, I make like this, their response, I make money. And I'm like, that's true. But are you making the amount of money that you want to make? Because while you have all these streams of income, because the world says you need a seven, I would hope that you would master those streams of income before you keep adding to them. And I say it just like that. It is usually happening in our mastermind. It ain't happened that much, but it's happened a few times because I'm with them longer and we are in person because they're already in the scalable mode. They've already had 10 to 12, 15 K consistent months by themselves. They've built out their programs in DTA and now they're looking to scale themselves and hire more build group practices. But I know that they already have things together because they have to interview for it. And if they can't answer my questions, even on a sheet of paper, they're not getting an interview on Zoom. And we only do interviews once a year at the end of the year for the following year. And our ECM mastermind looks differently every year because we go with what's happening in our economy and things like that. So with that said, does anyone else have any questions? Because the answer to this is if your solo practice ain't in order, 
DTA may be the fit for you. What I've heard from other group practice owners is that some of them joined DTA just realizing that they had holes they needed to fill, kind of like their boat was about to sink. And they're very happy because they may not have needed every single lesson in DTA, but they still went through it because they realized that they were more in the phase of fine tuning to make sure that when they start hiring, now it's really about them showing up as a leader, not showing up as a solopreneur trying to hire another person. Just because you have a wait list doesn't dictate that you have a group practice now. No, right? Group practice is CEO-ship and that is a mindset. So... Let me make sure that we don't have, does anyone have any other questions um, here on YouTube? Um, if you have a question later, I know, I think that YouTube sometimes only lets you comment if you're watching the replay, if you have a YouTube, right? Like you sign in or something. Um, so I know that that's become an issue, but that's why I said, just go over to Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. It's on the bottom of the screen where it says like abundant bootcamp. Go to Dr. TK Psych and get in my DM. And ask me a question. Um, as a reminder, um, it's not a secret. Uh, DTA does close on Friday. No exceptions. Let me tell you what we do after we close enrollment. Um, we're onboarding students right now. We have a whole week of onboarding. The benefit of onboarding earlier in the week is that you have time to do the orientation materials in the portal. Um, typically on Saturday, I go live around... 9, 10, 11 o'clock, and just in the Facebook group, and it's available for replay. It's not mandatory, but just to welcome the students and give a word of encouragement to, hey, get in the portal, make sure you watch the orientation. This is when our first coaching call is. If you can't make it, make sure that you put it on your calendar to um, watch a replay. Um, after they get onboarded and we start our calls, we go strong for 12 whole weeks, I think maybe even 13, including the graduation call that we just added, because I like to wrap up the cohort. Um, so there's six calls with me. There's, I think, three calls with a support coach, Shayla. She's going to be doing navigating your licensure across multiple states and what you need to have in order. It's not just about, oh, I'm licensed in five states. Congratulations. What are you doing with it? Um, Dr. Roche is also going to have a call on cash flow where she's actually going to go way deeper than what she did on the live yesterday. Um, you have access to all the previous bonuses along with some of our past coaches and past guests. Um, and you have the online course portal in which you go through at a self-paced uh, state. Um, we track your progress in the portal. We will reach out if after the first month or so, we see that you haven't tapped in. We're going to email you and say, <laughs> like, what's going on? Or you may get an email saying, hey, we noticed that you haven't logged into the portal in a while. Like, do you need any additional support? Whatever. Um, but we really want to be present for our students. So that is also one of the main reasons why I... Um, stretched out my enrollment period because I want to have time to get to know the students again. Does anyone address how to get health insurance for yourself when you are solo? So very similar to, I'm going to say, getting on insurance panels. Yes and no. We don't provide referrals, but I'll just tell you all this right now, because to me, these things should not be embedded in a course. <laughs> like I'm just going to tell you all. So um, I can, everybody is going to speak from their personal experience. Right. Um, one way that you can go about it is simply going to find a broker. You can go online and look up a health broker. That's what I did when I had my first year fully on my own as a private practice. And then also when I had a group and I was contemplating on putting people full time, I did a broker and they will go and research the various panels and give you the best option. There's a disclaimer, though. 
Um, I had medical conditions, whether it be past history of things, diagnoses of things in the future, I end up having some complications with my pregnancy. So because I knew I wanted to have a child, the way I was looking at my insurances is what's going to be in my near future beyond just a regular checkup. As a woman, yeah, we do OBGYN thing, but like, if I want to have a baby, what's maternity look like? How much does it cost? Like, how much does it cost for another dependent, right? So also I looked at it, women I think are more particular than men, that a lot of times we want to keep our same provider. Correct me if I'm wrong. Some of y'all been having the same provider health since you were like 12, you know what I'm saying? Or in your adulthood, like even moving is a difficult thing to do. Like, can you just do telehealth? And then I'll find out somebody later, right? So um, I had, because of those complications and I have finally found a doctor, it's embedded in my podcast episode about the fertility journey. Uh, I didn't want to switch insurances because I have finally found a team of people who understood what I was requesting. And they started my process, right? So every time that it was time to even now re-up my insurance, there are multiple options that are a lot cheaper. This may hurt some of y'all's soul. I pay $500 every month, but I don't have a copay. The only thing I have to pay is if I have to get an ambulance, you know, trying to knock that, you know what I'm saying? Um, But for me, it's a tax write-off. It's the health of me and being able to access the doctors that I want. And also just a tip is I pulled out the same insurance um, and you can get this on their websites. I pulled out all of the things that I got at my job that I liked because some of us go in plans and we realize we won't even use it all. So know that and understand your deductible, right? I didn't want a deductible because I go to the doctor more frequently than my spouse but I knew that we would have to have the same plan unless we just totally go separate. And I didn't want that. I wanted us on a family plan because I wanted to eventually add the kids. So I looked at all of the checklists of the things that I got that I needed. And then I compared that to what these insurances were going to give me. And I still wanted the same doctor. So I had a choice of doing deductible plans or the gold, silver, platinum, whatever. I got the highest one, but that was my personal preference. Do I feel like it is sometimes robbery from U.S. citizens to be charging as much? Yes. But at the same time, that's why I'm abundant. That's why I opened a business so that I can declare that there are no ceilings and caps on how much I made. Does that mean that you don't go and research insurances? You do. But I'm also asking you not to cheat yourself on your health because your health is one of the main things that's going to get you through being a productive provider. You're welcome. Okay, so with all that said, at the end of the day, I know you joined DTA. So you can go into the community right now and say, hey, who do people go through for insurance? Or I'm in this state. Does anybody have any recommendations? Yeah, so you can use that. The only thing that we don't allow in our community is solicitation, right? But outside of that, like we share, I mean, the clinicians, they share billing resources, credentialing resources, website designers, like anything that you can think of that builds out your business back office, they share resources. We give them the the, the, pro, the product. They take it, but then you still got to personalize it, right? You still got to speak up. And not everything will be in the portal that this is the benefit of being in the community now because you can ask all these questions. Hence, when you check out that Q&A portal, just look at it. You will be amazed at all those topics. A lot of those topics are embedded in the portal, but now we have time on a coaching call to talk about it, Right. So for those of you who've already joined DTA and those of you who plan on joining, just one tip on any coaching call that you sign up for, 
whether you ask a question in the general group or in the breakout sessions when we have them, ask your question. If you are scared to have it roll off your tongue, type it off, type it out in our Q&A submission form. It's in your portal. But the only caveat to that is you have to be present for me to answer it. Like I'll say, where is Violet? You know, because if you're not there, I can't fully, and I'm not going to fully answer the question because I usually and other clinicians have follow-up questions. It's usually a discussion. That's the goal. I want to coach you on your business. I'm not with just giving you the answers. Like that's not how you learn. You learn by actively learning. So if your question was on social media, like, oh no, I ain't attracted people. Oh, boom. What's your social media page? All right, y'all, I'm about to share the screen. All right, what's, what's your social media? And if you say, no, 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 I don't want nobody to look at it. Oh, so you don't want coaching then? Because I'm not going to get in your DM. I don't coach in the DM. So that's another thing. Like you can't get in my DM and start asking me coaching questions. That's what our community is for. All of us look at it. And I'm not the only one who in there that has expertise. That's why we have community experts. We have support coaches. We have my team. And then we just have some kick-ass therapists in there, right? So does anyone else have any other questions regarding what we talked about today with Q&A? Um, so someone says, I already have a group practice and I'm working backwards to clean up my systems. I've made a few mistakes. I mean, clean up mode. Yeah, that's where a lot of group practices are, including myself, because we just either rolled over one day and said, oh, shoot, I need to have more people because I need help. Or you intentionally wanted a group practice, not realizing that it requires you to be a different level of a business owner. I definitely agree. All right. So if you have any other questions about DTA or the program, just shoot me a DM. What I'll be doing if I um, if I don't have the ability to like go live on YouTube, because I have to like, usually I like to be in my office. I prefer to be on a bigger computer. Then I'll usually post stories on Instagram. And after I post them, I'll usually post them in FAQs as a highlight so that they're in the same location. All right. So you all have a great rest of your day. DTA closes Friday night, Pacific Standard Time. All the bonuses have been laid out. I don't want to hide anything from anybody. You know what you're going to get. And so I'll see you in DTA or I'll just see you on YouTube or social media. Please make sure that you subscribe um, and share this video with any other therapist that you know of that it will be helpful for. All right. Bye, everybody. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more resources, head over to drtk.com forward slash link for additional abundant resources. Now, until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.